Welcome to Shooks and Gif. This is Season 2, Episode 6. In this episode, we talk about... Easily accessing websites on a mobile device. Making direct links to pages in a PDF. Finding people in a Google file. Force copying a Google form. The truth behind linking slides in Google Slides. Twitter shortcuts. Bulk printing Google files. Format painter. And a new way to watch YouTube videos. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share EdTech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Jen. Hey, Kim. What do you get if you cross an elephant with a rhino? I don't know. What do you get? Elephino. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> my son. They all like come it. from my son. I love it. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. We dropped our uh, overflow episode. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Surprise for people. A little 10 minute shooks and gif uh, overflow. That no, was it, fun. It was fun. I like that. wait. Although this week now, like, Kim came in and said, I have so much to share. I'm like, really? I feel like I got it all out in the ahas. <laughs> I feel like I got it all out on the ahas. This might be uh, the Shooks show. The Shooks show. Well, let's that's okay. See. I know. I, I know you've got some stuff to share. I have, but I, I have I, a lot of little itty bitty Shooky gifties. That's fine. yeah, because I do have I do have a lot to share, and I'm excited. So let's I actually it. had to pull some out, and I'm saving them for next time. Okay, here we go. Um, first one I'm going to share is nothing new for you, but I was doing a workshop recently, and this is always the piece that blows their minds. Mm-hmm. So I thought, yeah, let's share this. When you have a Google form on your computer and you're using it to, let's say, collect anecdotal observations about the students in your class, you're not always walking around with your computer. And accessing the Google form from your phone is possible, but it can be a little bit of a pain because you have to go into the Drive app, you have to find the form, and you have to open it. And sometimes it opens in editing, and sometimes it opens preview, so you have to figure out how to do that. And if if you've locked it down to a certain domain, sometimes you don't have permission, you're like, I own the form, of course I have permission. You scream at your phone, and you look like you're Cocoa Puffs. Yes. So here's what I ask people to do. When you open the form on your phone, if you're on an iPhone and an Android, there's two different ways to do it. So I'm just going to speak about iPhone for now. Yes. Keep in mind, it has to be open in Safari. You can't do it when you're open in Chrome. You have to be open in Safari. And if anybody's wondering if they don't see the share icon, it's because sometimes when you open a form the first time, you're not really in Safari. You're in sort of like this make-believe Safari. And you'll see this little compass on the bottom right-hand corner. I just discovered that compass like four days ago. Yeah, it's 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 when you open a link in Twitter, yes. it does that. Yeah, it's like you think you're in Safari, but there's like this shell on top of it, this layer. So you have to get through it. You click the compass, then it reopens in actual Safari. Correct. You'll see the share icon. Open up the share icon, you scroll to the right, and you click Add to Home Screen, and you add the Google Form directly to your home screen. It looks like an app on its own, and it's quick access to yeah. a Google Form. And not only a Google Form, let me tell you, oh, first yeah, of all, web that, pages. That, that little like box with the arrow. The share box? Yeah, uh, yeah the share arrow. Mason Mason, who's at uh, EdTech Mason, he calls it the sharrow, <laughs> which <laughs> I think cute. is beautiful. The sharrow. Uh, the sharrow. Okay, do you, I know, like it. do you know what I sharrowed? What did you share? I had in Safari open the noun project because as we know, yes. I am a sketch noter. Yes. So when I want to sketch quickly, I just have it on my phone and on my iPad. So I go directly to that website. So 
any, any website, website you use. Use it the Shero. Your LMS. So secondary teachers in our district, we use something called Teach Assist. Yep. I used to have one to that. You can save any website and it looks like an icon for quick access. Late buses in our district, because my kids' oh, bus yes. was late all the time last Wonderful. year. It was a bit late. I just clicked that, open it up. I wouldn't have to like navigate the web because yeah. you know what we are? Lazy. <laughs> so yeah, take a website that you like or a Google form that you use regularly yeah. and save it to your home screen. It'll look like an app. You can do it on your iPad as well. And you can do it on an Android. Yes, you can. Um, in the top right hand corner, click you on the, the three Tim bits. Add to home screen. Add to home screen. Works the exact same way. No Cheryl. And then Kim, once you have the icon of the form on your home screen, be it your Android or your iOS what can I do with it? <laughs> this is the moment when people have their mind blown. <laughs> Instead of typing with your thumbs into the field. That's hard. It's well, we're lazy. We're lazy. And, and let's be honest, I always talk to my phone and I've been always. talking, I've been using Siri, like the text to voice to text for years. And people, my students used to look at me like I was bananas. They're like, miss, what are you, why are you whispering to your phone? I'd be like, I'm a CIA agent. Don't tell anyone. Let's walk away. <laughs> But I, yeah, I use it a lot. Oh, you should have seen me when I learned this tip, Scott Monahan. Uh, so it was one of my earliest uh, workshops when I was just learning what this whole Google ecosystem was all about. Yeah. And this was the moment that hooked me in. Scott Monahan, Google innovator, showed us mm -hmm. that you can press the microphone beside the space bar and voice to text or anything on an you Android, want or on an Android. You, yeah, you hold you hold the space bar. I think, and that's what I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to do I'm it on Android, sure but. Use the microphone, use voice to text when you're filling out those forms, mm -hmm. when they're sitting on your iPad or on your cell phone. It's and, so much faster. And never mind, don't even use your own voice. Say this. So I have a form where I'm, you know, walking around my classroom and observing my students and I come across little Kimmy and I say, okay. Oh, yes. I hit the microphone and I say, here's what Kim has to say, colon. And then I, you know, put my phone in front of Kim and well, it's not her actual voice. It is her words that can document what Student she is learning. voice, which yeah. is, which is so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really big time saver. And you know what? The other reason why this is really powerful is I would, I was transparent with my students. So I would always tell them what I was doing. You're going to see me walking around the class. You're going to see me typing in my phone. You're going to see me speaking into my phone. And this is the workflow. I say it into this form. It goes into a sheet that helps me generate my report card comments and it eventually gets to your parents. So they understood that workflow. Yeah. So when I would walk around and I was using voice to text, of course, I'm being cognizant of the fact that I have students around me. They're only going to be positive comments when my students are around, <laughs> but they would hear me saying a positive comment and I'm making it look like I don't know they're listening, but I right. fully know they're listening. And the looks on their faces, they sat up straighter knowing, oh my gosh, that was a positive comment. It's going in the form. It's going in the sheet. It's going on my report card. It's getting to my parents. Yes. Yep. It was just beautiful to really see that nice in tone. their faces. Yeah. yeah. It makes for a very nice uh, environment. Yeah. Very happy. Okay, I have itty bitty shooky giffy. Go ahead. Um, I'm going to do maybe two of them because okay. they're just itty bitties. So another thing I did this week was we were looking at our school climate data in a meeting that I was in. So I was looking with the group. We were preparing a slide deck for a presentation for an admin meeting. We said, we want you to look at this data, but the data was on page three. And so they'd taken um, a screenshot of it and put it on a slide. You couldn't really read it. I thought, we need to do something better. So I remembered that there was a way that you can put a link to a PDF. So for example, on a slide deck, on a Google site, whatever, and it directs directly to the page in the PDF that you want. Hmm. Did you know this? I maybe. Yeah. So... What you have to do is at the end of the long URL, wherever that PDF is online, obviously, you can't just be like, well, I guess you can't have a PDF real life. That's called paper. Um, <laughs> you, you At the end, after .pdf, so it has like very, very end of it, you put 
the number sign, pound, hashtag, whatever you want to call it, page, actual P-A-G-E equals. I did not know this. And then the page number and the link will take you. It very, it blips. If you look really quickly, it takes you to the PDF. And then in like split second, boom, it takes you down to the page that you need to be at. That's similar to um, when you link to a comment in a Google Doc. Correct. And then it will take you to the top and then all the way to the bottom. Yeah, but it's like like instantaneous. It did not it takes know that. You yeah, it reminds so, me of YouTube a little bit when you share to a specific time in a video. That's right, where you um, have like the, I think same, hashtag T equals and then yes, the number time, of seconds, seconds or yeah, minutes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a way to do that. Well, there's we a share, there's the checkbox that yes. you can use or you can actually code it yourself right. in the URL. Okay. Nice share. I did not know that. There it's you a go. good one. My second share, another little itty bitty shooky giffy, uh, it was in that same meeting. People, there were maybe 20 of us in the room working on this deck and people were like, what, what slide are you on again? Because the person projecting wasn't necessarily oh, on I the love person this one. speaking. I know what you're doing. Yeah, I know. I know you know. Uh, when you have open a Google slide deck. And you can see everyone who's in the slide deck at the top, their avatars. circles. Or faces if they're actually logged in. Yeah, exactly. So it's their face. It's maybe their initial or whatever it happens to be. This really only works well if you don't have like the, you know, anonymous Anonymous narwhal or whatever (laughs) and a narwhal. So we were in and one of our colleagues was like, which slide are you on? And I said, just so you know, if you want to know where someone is, if you click their face or their initial, whatever it is, along the top there beside the share button and all that, it takes you to the slide that that person is on. So from a like pedagogical stance, if you had a slide deck that an entire class was working mm-hmm. on and you wanted to jump into one kid's in particular, find that kid's initial, find the kid's face, click it, and boom, you can go down and help them. So it's a really fast way, especially if you have a lot of people collaborating on a single slide deck. Now, I believe does that that also works in a Google Doc where their cursor is. Is that correct? I do not know. I've never tried in a in a deck. Shall we try? We shall try. Open our team stuff and then we can Okay. Cuz that's a big one. Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does work. I'm clicking on your face and it's taking me right to where your cursor is. So it also works in docs. It does. So Which means it works in all the G Suite tools, I imagine. Okay, my next share. You're in. About 3 years ago, I was sitting a long time ago. I was sitting in the pit, which is our um, loving term for our office. Yep. The pit. I was sitting in the pit with uh, our good friend Trevor Crixt. Love him. And I feel like every episode we're like, love that one. We love a lot of people. <laughs> we do love a lot. We're very loving. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of people in our life to love. We're very fortunate. Our lives. We don't share a singular life. <laughs> we are Although not some people do think we share a brain. Sometimes we do. Somebody said that to me once when they, they said, <laughs> I told Jen something and I was shocked. That you didn't also know. I love that. <laughs> Don't you share a brain? Some um, days. So Trevor is talking about how we can share a force copy of a Google form. We can force copy yeah. uh, docs and mm-hmm. sheets and slides, but how do you share a force copy of a Google form? Because it doesn't work the same way. No, because you don't necessarily, if you just share the form, you have to make them a collaborator and, and you don't want them to necessarily yeah, mess up your work. form. So Trev and I worked out a workflow about three years ago, how to do this. And it's phenomenal. It's a, just a few steps, but I'm going to up it today. Here's how you share a force copy of a Google form. You need to create a new folder, then make that folder viewable with the link. So anybody with the link can view whatever's in that folder. Create the form inside that folder. And that's key because I have tried this where I take an existing form that I've already built and I've moved it into that folder and it hasn't actually worked. Why not? I don't know. But because I've seen it glitch 
my feeling is make the form in that folder. Now you might be thinking, oh my God, I have to recreate all those forms. No, what you could do is move an existing one into that folder, then make a copy of it because that new form will then essentially be created brand new in the folder. Right. Change the URL just like you would now on any other doc or slide or sheet. Change the end of that URL from slash edit to slash copy, mm -hmm. and now it will work. Oh, okay. Pro tip, if the people that you are sharing this force copy link with are savvy or know how to sort of manipulate URLs, yeah. they have the potential to change that slash copy back to slash edit, then they would have access to the inside of that form and technically any responses that are in that form. Yes. So when you do decide to take a form and make a force copy link of it, be aware of any data that might exist. Best practice would be to create a brand new form that has no data or useless data in it, just in case anybody does know to change that URL back. Also best practice, take the sheet that's connected to that form out of that folder. Oh yeah, very good point. Because that's a viewable folder with the link. So anything else technically, if somebody manages to search and find the folder by yeah. fluke, anything in there will be accessible. But here's how I want to up it. Up it. We don't like the force copy preview page. It's kind of ugly. We talked about it before, how it makes, white, it makes you white no idea what, what you're am I copying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nervous. if I want I this. don't want this. I need to see it. I need to see it. I might already have it. I might have something better. I might have something different. I, I just want to see it. Do you know what I do when people force copy that? What? I change the slash copy to slash edit to see it. And then I just so file I. Like a copy myself. Exactly. Every That's what I'm saying. People know how to do it. They but I understand back. why people use that or else one. I, but to be fair, I won't do slash copy. I actually change it to slash view because it's not my document usually. Yeah. So I don't want to, if it is, anybody can edit it or if it is yeah. sitting in a place where I have editing access, right. I don't want to by accident do anything, even though you can always change it back with version history. You're, I'll wait. change it back to slash view. You're way more considerate than me. I would just be like, mm, command Z. <laughs> more work. <laughs> So instead of doing slash copy, mm -hmm. do slash template slash preview, preview and you will get the beautiful view slash template slash preview of the form. I love that idea because we love that. That's yeah. Tony Vincent. It was a great that. tip. And that was, I learned that from um, the EdTech Takeout um, yeah. podcast with uh, Jonathan Wiley and Mindy Carney. It was fantastic. That, I, that was one that, like that changed my workflow completely. Yeah, it really did. I never do force copy anymore. Um, but I did create a quick tutorial and I've linked it in the show notes. Kim creates the best tutorials. Uh, so that is down below the show notes uh, for how to do that step-by-step -step, both versions. Beautiful. Okay, I have another itty bitty. It's more of a clarification because I, I've been asked this a couple times and I've, I've posed the question myself. And then yesterday, again, in the same meeting, I was doing a little learning in this meeting around tech. It was apparently good. we had slides from a communal slide deck that a bunch of different people were going to build for their own areas. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make some changes. So you copied the slides, we pulled them into the, our slide deck that we were working on and we hit link slides. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we did was a land acknowledgement. So yes. our colleague, Lisa Donahue, imported hers from the storytelling project that where you and I and Lisa and Shyla are all working on together. Yes. And she said, oh, but hold on. If I make changes here in slide deck B, it will, will they affect slide deck A? Were they linked? The, the, so we took, we copied from A yeah. and linked into B. And you B. did linked into B. And we linked okay. into B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, would they, if we make changes in B, be seen in A? And I was like, huh, will they... So I tested it, and here, my friends, is the answer. If you copy from slide deck A into B and hit link slides, and you make changes. Hold on, I'm picturing this. Yep. Slide deck A, slide deck B, from A to B, and 
In B, you're clicking link slides. Yep. Okay. In B, we click Got link it. slides. Got it. And then in B, I went to, let's say, slide three and added some pictures and some text to further augment the message in the way that we wanted to in slide deck B. The question is, is slide deck A affected? The answer is no. Really? It is not. It is a one-way link. I did not know that. I know. Nor did I. I thought it was two-way. No, it is one way. Now, here's the caveat. Every time slide deck A is updated, whatever slide in B, it won't automatically go there. You have to go in and hit an update button okay. on whatever slide was updated. So you'd actually have to go through your whole deck and update as you go. But if you hit that update button, remember I said deck B, yes. slide three? Yes. Those changes will be gone. Because A will override. override. Yeah. So the tip, my pro tip for you is if you are going to hit that update, either A, unlink the slide once you make your changes, yeah. or when you realize changes have been made, make a copy of just that single slide, update the slide, and then pull what changes you made into the slide and sort of merge the two that together. That makes sense. And but for yeah, anybody who wants to know, way. That link way. button will always sit in the top left-hand corner Correct. of that slide, so yeah. you can change it whenever you want. And it won't work if you say import slides. It does not do the linking of the slides. You physically, in slide copy deck paste. A, have to highlight the slides, yes. copy them, and then paste them into B. But it is only one way, so if you're worried about, oh, I don't want to mess up that person's or the... I thought about that. I often thought it did go backwards. It, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was good. Welcome. I have an itty-bitty. I like itty-bitties. You inspired me with oh, your space thanks. bar. Oh, space bar. And... Hey, new news, shift spacebar goes up. You Number told me that. Down, I shift spacebar up. Okay, do this for me. Open up your Twitter. Open. Okay, press the letter J. 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 J works the same as spacebar? No, oh, slightly no. different. It jumps tweets. Oh! So when you're in your Twitter account and you press the letter J, it will just help you scroll down one Because if I hit the space bar, it could go it, halfway it, through you might a tweet. Miss this goes to the top of a tweet. Yeah, I just started pressing buttons. I'm like, what can I, what can I? <laughs> I <laughs> did that once. I was like, oh, space bar. What is this? That's how I do? found out. That's why I found then, out the period does the, yeah. um, the share in Google Drive. And find a tweet that you like, like that, that you would want to click the heart. Oh, this one. Okay, great. Press L. Liked. L is like on Twitter. I really like that. So like, jump, yeah. retweet. Yeah. Neat. All right. Are you done? Because I have another one. I I have another one okay, as well. Okay, go ahead. I have a share that I got from uh, reading Eric Kurtz's newsletter. I love the format of his newsletter. So we all love Eric Kurtz. Yes. If you don't love Eric Kurtz, you're not allowed to listen to our show. It's just, <laughs> it's a requirement. Um, and he, his monthly email, he does his like GEG Ohio one, but he also has one that's like his input output. So I put out these, I've created these, but also this is what I've been reading. And I find I learned so much because I, I, I get notifications for all of his, um, for any tweet content. or his content that he pushes out. But this is one that um, he shared from um, Jeremy Badner. I think that's how you say his last name. But yeah, so let's say you have multiple documents, Google documents you want to print at once. There is a Google Chrome app. This is not an extension. It is an app called PDF Mergy. So you download the app, PDF Mergy. You might have to get permissions, I imagine. Well, check. I've just downloaded it for the first time. So I click PDF Mergy, and it comes here, and I can say select. It comes to a website, pdfmerge.w69b.com, and I have the option to select files from my Google Drive. It asks to give permission. Choose your account, allow permissions, 
And then I can go in and select a number of documents. Just by holding down the option key? Yeah, I've, I've held down, in my case, command, command, so probably control, and I've clicked the ones I want. I hit select. So now it has them all, and it says, okay, what do you want to do? And I want to, it's a green, or that's not green, that's blue. That's a blue. blue button that says merge. It says that we're, we're currently merging your files. Your PDF will be ready in a minute. And it now takes all of those files. It creates one long PDF. So instead of having to sit there Boom, print. and do print, 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 all these different documents, you can merge them all and just have one big print job. Nice for efficiency. Yeah, I think it could be really efficient, if, especially if you if you want it to have a lot of paper for some reason. Like I can't off the top of my head think of um, one. Oh, let's say you had student reports. Yep. And you wanted you were having parent night, and you wanted to show something for each of those students. Instead of opening each one and printing them off, this is a really quick way to do it. I don't know how long. We'll see how long it takes. I imagine the more documents you have, the longer it will take. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So okay. I had four. It's about thirty and seconds. I can now say your PDF is ready. Save PDF to my computer or my Google Drive, and then when I open it up, sure enough, everything merged together is all there in one single long document. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Does it take the page breaks? It it did take the page breaks. Yes. So a new document will always start at a new page break. That's, That's great. Awesome. Yeah. And that nice was really tool. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Eric. Well, not really. Thanks, Eric. I guess. Thanks, thanks. PDF Mergy. <laughs> via Eric. Thanks via Jeremy. Via Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you all. <laughs> Thank you, listener, for learning it. <laughs> All right. Last one. Last one. Two. <laughs> remember the time you got all mad at me? You're not mad at me. I remember. No, every week. You, I remember. You do it. I remember. Every week. It. And you were so nice to me. I was. I was. I you were so I, nice I, to I, me. I know. <laughs> you were getting mad. You were like, trying to ask me to I'm like, yeah, right, I, was, I can save one. No, no, no. Do it. Let's learn. Why not? All right. Because well, the next one of them isn't really more. a thing yet. Because it hasn't started. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not really. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, format Painter, which I know you are not a fan of Format so Painter. So I, I live with Format I Painter know, okay. in docs and slides. Hi, my name is Jen, and I don't use Format Painter. I don't know how you don't. I never it. It was it. never a part of my workflow. And then the other day, I was actually working on a document that I needed to copy. And I said, I'm going to try it. I absolutely see the value yes. of it. Yes. It's just one of those things that's not yet in my workflow. But I think with this that you're about to share, it will become part of it. Well, it's a quick share. It's just, uh, Format Painter has always been in slides, but now you have the ability to lock it. So before you had to click one shape, use Format Painter, apply it to another shape. Click Format Painter again, apply it to another shape. But in Docs, you're able to lock it so that you can just, everything you click after you establish what format you want to apply to other pieces of text, right. you can just lock it and then everything else you click after that will See, take it. See, that's good. So is it doing that in Docs though? Because the one thing yeah. that I found... Oh, it's not out yet. This is why. Docs, it's there. So It's I, always been there in I Docs. I did it that I had the, the paintbrush... I went over and then the paintbrush disappeared. You have to double click. Thank you. Did you, you have to say that when I wasn't? Uh, I was maybe I'm not sure. So okay. to use it in the regular way, you just click it once and then whatever you click next, it, it applies and then Format Painter is not double click work again. Locks it. Double click locks it. So it's not, it's coming in slides. I think that's why I didn't like it. Because I didn't know the double to, click. Yeah, you have to double click and it locks it. It'll stay gray, grayed out, like darker gray. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. But that's my little itty bitty, my, my bigger share. So a few weeks ago, we were going to share this. We had actually recorded it. Oh my God. Are you going to tell the whole story? Um, Please do. Okay. <laughs> a few weeks ago, we recorded this segment because our friend Don. Don. Don, you're your junior. junior. Don is a, a friend of the show. He's not only like a, a yeah. fan of the show he is a or a listener of the show. show. He is now a friend of the show. He basically builds the content that we share. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks ago, pretty much 
Everything, everything. was Dawn yeah. typing. I had learned from Dawn a particular chrome flag that I had discussed in an earlier episode, Chrome Flag's experimental features, in order to do something. And I had turned this Chrome Flag on. And that was the same day, if you'll recall, I started to experience a lot of problems with my computer. Yes, I do recall this. I, Tim was having a nervous breakdown. I, yeah, I was not in a good place. And I texted Dawn, because the only thing I could figure out, it actually happened right when I was beside you. Yes. The only thing I could figure out that was different was the the fact that I had turned on this Chrome flag. And yeah. there are those warnings and, and that you, say, you, we don't know what could happen to your computer. Yeah. And you've talked about them before on the show. Yeah, it's experimental. I'm not, I'm just saying they are there. Use them at your own risk. Yeah. So now, my, now, in my fairness, com- when you say your computer went nuts, or like, my computer went nuts. Like, it would be typing random things when she wasn't even touching the keyboard. Yeah, you saw it. Was, it my it hands was were like, in the air and yeah. it was coming along. It was opening different like applications. Yeah. I, I, had, it was I like sent it possessed. to Apple. I had the keyboard replaced, the mouse replaced. They yeah. couldn't figure it out. And then what happened was when it started on my second computer, like my other computer, that's when I thought, oh my gosh, it's attached to my Chrome profile. What have I done? I, churn, I turned on a Chrome flag. Yeah. Um, that evening I texted Dawn and I said, Dawn... I just want you to know. And he got worried and I felt so bad. Yeah. Anyways, totally wrong. The Chrome flag did not do that to my computer. It turns out that <laughs> I, I had a wireless Bluetooth keyboard in my bag that had somehow on its own turned on <laughs> and was remotely controlling both of my computers because when I shut one off, it then linked to the other one. <laughs> so every time I moved my bag around... So that's why everything was moving, it came alive, because there was a keyboard oh that was God. using it. So watch out for your bag leprechauns, people. Yeah. <laughs> they get in there and they turn on your other electronics. But circling back to what we were going to share, yeah. um, it is no longer a Chrome flag. It is now actually part of Chrome on its own. You can open any YouTube yes. video you want. I did want. it today. Yep. Open any YouTube video you want. What's the first one that's going to come up? Of course, A Star is Born. Star is Lady Born. Gaga. Do you oh know what gosh. I watched in it? Barbara Streisand was on um, Carpool Karaoke. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's good. She can sing. Oh, she's so good. So when you have a YouTube video, just double-click on that YouTube double video. Double-right-click. Thank you. Double-right-click yeah. on a YouTube video, and up comes a picture-in-picture picture option. I'm going to yeah. say that again. Go to a YouTube video, double-right-click. Hold on. Right-click once, and you will see... Oh, you have it enabled, yeah. Like, loop, troubleshoot. Loop is actually a pretty cool thing it as is, well, if anybody's interested. If you right-click once, you get the opportunity to loop the video, so again, it'll just again, replay again. and play. So, yeah, when if you, you right-click right click it again, again, you get this picture-in-picture feature. Along with a bunch of other things. Like, it's another yeah. pop-up that looks like your traditional right-click. The yes. first one doesn't. So, all it does is it takes the YouTube video, it drops it into the bottom right corner of your screen, so that when you switch tabs that video will still play so think about this you have and a- I, it won't only still play it'll be in that bottom corner and be in front of all your yes. other applications so you can like and watch did you know this video. yes you can move it you can drag and drop it to a different part of your screen so if it's not sitting in the right place yeah. in order for you to uh, continue being productive on the other tab if your students are are writing something in response to a video they've watched in response to a tutorial uh, if they're if they're engaging with a lesson yeah. uh, if you flipped the lesson somehow they could move that video around Around. then all that has to happen to make this work is the video has to keep playing on that other tab so as soon as you go back to that youtube tab and you close the picture in picture in the bottom right hand corner or wherever you've dragged it to it'll pop back into the screen and yeah. you're back yeah to and if you close it when you're not on the tab 
then it just closes it all together. Yeah, so I'm doing a picture-in-picture right now. I'm switching tabs. If I go and close that tab that the picture-in-picture came from, it will vanish. So that might be a case where you want to right-click a tab and pin the tab like we talked about before so you don't do that accidentally. Yeah. Especially if you're watching something long-term. It's a really good way to sort of get some PD and if you wanted to take notes or things like that. Yeah, because there are some... Uh, extensions for Chrome that you can use to do this. Yeah. But this is, this is so, easy peasy. so easy peasy. smooth. That was a jam-packed episode. I like it though. It's a good one. Let's try five. Okay. That's it for this week. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at bit.ly forward slash shooks and gif. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-H-U-K-E-S and G-I-F-F. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. Or by tweeting at us using the hashtag ShooksandGif, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at VirtualGif with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and Gif. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiceed.ca. No, Cheryl. They have tidbits. Can I take a something off your face? Make a wish. You make a wish? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, an eyelash. Thank you. That's what you do. My mom always says make a wish. I don't know where it came from. Anyway, make a wish. I did. Thank you. Your, Jen just said she's thirsty. She wants to drink the microphone. <laughs> In case you forget, our Pants, super, super fancy, fancy high-tech, high-tech microphone, microphone is our uh, my earbuds from my iPhone, along with my clean canteen water bottle. <laughs> she said, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. She, I, need- I want to drink it. If anything's really big and you need to find where someone is, click on a face. Click a face. That's a good hashtag. Click a face? Hashtag click a face. <laughs> Sounds terrible. That's, that's, I don't think that would be good. Click a face. Hashtag <laughs> click a face. <laughs> nope. Better than lick a face. That's not. That's not appropriate. Don't lick faces. And there's the outtake. R's retweet. Ah. <laughs> L J R. Wait, isn't that? Oh no, that's Dallas J R. Not L J R. No, there's an L L J R. Isn't there a president or something? Isn't there L G L G L No, there's Lyndon B. Johnson. Yes. L B J. Canadians! No, they're American politicians. I I pose a challenge. Yes, name my American friends. Name an old prime minister. Name three. So L for like, J for jump, R oh, it wasn't LGB, it was LGR. Apparently we don't know our alphabet. (laughs) Anyway, whatever. (laughs) Someone was looking for this on Twitter yesterday, and did you already have it in the notes? I did. That's serious. I did. Look at I did. I made it to stop saying I gotta edit it out every time you say that. I love it. It's not gonna make any sense. I love it. <laughs> <sighs>